Now, The Crowncast, with your host, Murray Brookshaw. Welcome to The Crowncast, episode 35, Be Wise with Coach Brian. Brian Wise is here. Hey man, how's it going? It's going well. I, I, 35, episode 35. You haven't been canceled. No, no not, not yet. No you to the side. Not yet. Fantastic. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Keep on going, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, you haven't had me on in a while. That's why you, have, well, you haven't been canceled. Oh, people love you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that. Hey, first things first, how's Mindy doing? Last night, I was... Uh, I had my. I was just off for two days, but both days we were in the hospital because you know she's still doing chemo, and then she had an allergic reaction because something maybe one of the medicine we don't even know why. Uh, so she broke out in rash, and she's <laughs> she's every time we went they'd send us away, and then she'd get worse. So we would go back, and you never know. Like I always find that juggle hard with the medical system. Like I'm not trying to like um, monop- like I'm not trying to waste their time, but at right. the same time I'm also don't want to watch my wife. Get, I don't want to have to call the ambulance either. If it's, right. If it's you don't want her to be in pain. You're yeah, yeah. being a, a good husband for... <laughs> for what? First time? You've got to tell her that. Uh, but then, so yeah, so I was up till like one in the morning just waiting to hear, you know, if they were going to keep her overnight. So they kept overnight. And yeah, she just... Uh, one of these days she'll run into something lucky. I mean... I'm, I'm actually worried. It's, it's been since she turned 40. So, like, I'm really worried about turning 40. I don't know that it's a good, like, jam. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. So she, but she's doing well. I mean, the chemo's going well. Her hair's starting to grow back in. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's, uh, it's fun. She, she's been camping. She camps, like, I think since May, she's already camped, like, 40, 50 days. She just takes the kids and leaves. Yeah. They, enjoying herself, right? Oh, God, yeah. She just... She camps all summer and then she doesn't miss me. And kids like kids camping, they're like, um, it's like free rain. Right. So like my parents find that funny. Like they used to let us play in the neighborhood right. wherever we wanted. We go wherever we want. And so we go camping and my parent, my mom says to me, she's like, I can't believe you just let the kids like wander around the campsite. I'm like, what's, what's going to happen? Right. I'm like, what, what are they, at least they can wander here and they're not going to get in too much trouble. Yeah, So it's exactly. nice for Mindy because they, like my son was in the lake for nine ten hours the other day uh-huh. yeah so they have a good time they're, they're easy to take care of when they're outdoors beautiful and you've been really really busy i mean on this episode we'll cover tournament play in your coaching programs this summer how have you played in the tournaments uh good i mean I, expectation level I, I i haven't really practiced that much i mean we have the pga coming up at the end of august so that one i'll put a little bit more time into uh, we're gonna. It's in Kamloops, so I'm hoping we can still play, depending on how. What we'll, what course in Kamloops? Uh, it's at Rivershore. Oh, okay. Uh, so I haven't played there before. Um, I'll probably run out. I'm gonna. The kids and the wife are gonna come. I found this hotel with horses and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a pool, so they'll enjoy themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, we'll see how the fire stuff goes. But I'll put some more time into that one. Uh, the event I played here, I I was happy with how I shot. They made the, you know, they made the course a little hard. Yeah. There was a little bit of a miscommunication because, like, I always find it funny, like, you go to these events for us, and most of our guys, like, all the guys there, they're all working pros. They're not playing pros. Right. Except for the two guys that won, by the way. Yeah. I hope they're listening to this. I hope Lindsey Bernikavich and, and who was the other guy with them? Lindsey and was it Nate? Or Ben Griffin. Those guys play all the time. Right. We don't, we don't play. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They they set it up hard. So it can get set up hard. And the course was tough that day. So it was good. But I was happy. I mean, uh, really funny story. Uh, we were on the 10th on the upper box there. And the best story I have of the day has nothing to do with golf. So there's a couple members hanging out. And, and I'm having a conversation with them. And they're kind of talking to me. Uh, but they don't realize that I'm getting in my pre-shot routine. 
but I don't break a beat. Like, so I'm like sitting talking to them and like, I think I was talking when I hit the ball and the two guys that were with me were just like, that might be the most impressive shot. I go, ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. I hit it right down the middle. It's just <laughs> it's you. Just, it's just golf. It's yeah. just you. Yeah. Hey, Bill Kelly uh, shot a 72, even par. We don't have to bring that up. Huh? We don't have to bring that up. Didn't he like, uh, wasn't he third? He was third, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but when the course is hard, he just goes down the middle and then hits the green <laughs> and down the middle. Yeah, I, mine was way more exciting. Right. There right. was a lot of left and right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't shoot as good as him, though. <laughs> yeah. You, you visit lots of parts of the golf I course. I do. I see a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Now, the PGA, uh, last year, you were top 10, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was so. an experience. Last group, I, I've never been in the final group. We'll see how this one goes. I... I Again, you don't. We'll see how much time there is. I mean, August is getting is busy. Uh, the golf course is getting busy. There's more groups, more people traveling. Yeah. And but like also not traveling, so we kind of have this weird balance of some people don't want to travel yet, and some people are traveling. So September and August look like they're going to be really busy months at the golf course. But that's that's not a bad thing. It's good. You are all over the course. I mean, I see you out here all the time. Coaching. Um, any observations from this year's coaching? Oh, it's been good. It's nice to see. There's lots of new people um, to golf, and I think, I think really in the end, you know, the more and more I help people or try to help them, the more and more I really try to help them understand what the expectation level is. A lot of people don't understand the effort into uh, making that change, right? We 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 do a lot of like, oh, I love the idea of getting better, but we don't necessarily understand that it could take two months before you see a change. Now, a lot of, it's nice because people that have been in my programs may not see it right away, but you know, I just, even this morning, every day a, a person that was in a program comes and talks to me and they're like, yeah, that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it. I'm like, yeah, I know, it's just, it takes, I wish it was immediate. I think if it was immediate, I'd be a billionaire. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I see you out here. We're looking, uh, we're down in the men's locker room. I'm looking out the window and I see you in the putting green. I see you in the chipping green yeah. a lot with people. Yeah, and I mean, well, and it, I'm on the range with some of the groups. It depends, like, I'm finding that, you know, people don't know that putting and chipping is so important, especially when they're starting. Uh, but also, like, everybody loves to tell me they're good at something. And then I watch them and I'm like, no. That's you're not good at that at all. Like, yeah. And again, what they think is good, it's good for them, but it's not good enough to take them to the next level. I guess is the best way to put it. Like we all, we all are, we all become accustomed to how we do it, and we think that's probably good. But is could you be better, right? And and that's what happens. A lot of people they they see themselves as a good putter, and then I watch them putt, and they're averaging thirty four putts around, and you're like, oh no, that's not the average we're looking for for you to drop the score you're looking for, right? Because there's all kinds of studies on, you know, this is what you have to do to be this handicap. This is what you have to do to be this handicap, right? Mm -hmm. So you spend a lot of time trying to help people out doing that, right? Do you have any programs coming up in the fall? Uh, I, I think I'm going to start creating some programs that kind of set people on the swing path. Winter's a good time to work on your swing yeah. because you don't, you're not golfing as much. And you don't necessarily worry about performing on the golf course. That's when you should do a lot of swing change, mm -hmm. unless you're really willing to commit to uncomfortable, uh, which most people really struggle with, right? right? You can put in lots of time. You're not worried about results. It's an easier thing to do. Um, we'll see how the driving range goes, because that's exciting, right? I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, probably. that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be mean, a muddy mess. Right, at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, we're going to have the best range around. It's going to be absolutely incredible, right? Yeah, it's going to be really good. I mean, I, I, Again, it's a really good teaching tool, because 
when people get numbers, they're not necessarily always worried about how they do it. They're just worried about making a number change. Like I find that that's really neat with a like a quad or something. You can take somebody out on the quad and say like, see this number where you're going out to in or in to out like 10 degrees, we need to shrink that. You try, right? And they'll take a swing and it maybe goes more out to in. I said, okay, reverse that or whatever. And people can adjust a lot without when they have the feedback, right? Yeah. And that range will give a lot of feedback. It'll tell you what's going on with your club and stuff like that. And you can work on things to make them better. And knowing your yardages, that's one of the keys. I mean, when I got my new Callaway irons, uh, the yards were completely different than my Mizunos I had, right? Uh, nice yeah. shout out to Drew on that one. Good yeah, yeah, really. We gotta throw that out. Yeah, well, I like that, the know. plug. That was a good plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, again, we don't realize wedges can save you from bad shots. Because if you can find your ball and chip it out to 100 yards, you should be able to at least have a chance to make your par by getting it on the green. If you can't get it on the green from 100 yards, hitting it 200 yards may not, like, you know, what difference does it make? There's lots of guys that hit it 300 yards, but what makes them good is when they get a wedge, they put it on the green. Yeah. They don't skinny it or chunk it or fat it. Like, you gotta, you got to really, you know, know how to hit wedges well to be a good golfer, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was the thing that amazed me. Uh, Victor Choi came out with us on a Thursday night, men's night. And it was just incredible that he would just drive it 300 yards, 320 yards down the fairway and then... Boom, with a wedge, he's next to the pin. Yeah. I guess that's why he makes seven or eight birdies around. Well, and it depends, too, I think. I, I mean, hopefully Victor's listening. Uh, stick it to him. But, like, we also have to have realistic expectations, too, yeah. because we can't always go for every pin. And maybe we can do that on our home course. It's about that kind of understanding of, like, what, you know, could you hit it shorter here for a better gain? Or do you need to miss right or left? Because, like, I would say that with guys like of his skill, it's missing in the right spots. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's around, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the really valuable things in your coaching process is the on-the-course lessons, right? Yeah, I would say, oh, man, oh, God. I, I, I think the most beneficial thing anybody could do, uh, except, <laughs> except it's really hard sometimes for people to hear, like, that's, you know, how some of the stuff is so dumb. That you can't do it anymore. Because some people love it. Like, I have lots of guys that go, like, they're so aggressive and you ask them to play conservative, they don't even know how to do it. Right. It's like you only know how to run a 100-meter a, a dash. I go, well, the club championship is is a, is a 400-meter or it's a, it's a mile-long race. Yeah. Well, guess what? You made it through the first two holes, but what do you do for the rest? No. We're always sprinting to the end. And I go, look, man, you got to slow it down. you got to learn how to just, like, take put pace into it. Right? Like, you look at the first hole. I mean, I had this discussion at that tournament that we played here. Two of the guys I played with were out after the first hole. One guy made an eight, and the other guy made a seven. And then they were so pissed off the next hole that they both made double. Well, they're already higher than three-quarters of the field. And just because they just didn't know how to take, like, just take your medicine. Yeah. Make a bogey. Make a, make a par. Yeah. I know it's a par five. It doesn't matter. Just get your feet wet. Tournament golf, I, everybody always laughs because... Someone said to me the other day, he's like, you don't ever seem nervous. I go, oh, man, I don't care what first tee of any event it is. Like, I'm shaking in my boots. I hate it. Hate yeah. the feeling. I want to get out of there as fast as I can. But I also know the nerves will affect me. So I make sure that I'm in play. Because there's nothing worse than being nervous and then having to hit another one. I don't want to do that. Right? Yeah. So, like, let's get out of the way. Let's just start walking 
the golf course, right? Yeah. And it's I, amazing. I was talking to a, to a guy at the sandwich when we went over to have a hot dog for lunch. A nutritious another, snack. Another, another plug. Yeah, there no, we yeah, go. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And uh, I'm talking to the guy and he said, oh man, he said, I'm having a real hard time like chipping right now with the hard greens or hard areas around the greens and all that kind of stuff. And I said that, you know what I've been doing? I've been taking my hybrid. And using my hybrid when I'm off the green by, you know, five, seven yards and just hitting that because then I lessen the chance of a really bad mistake, right? Yeah, heights, heights of facility. I, I always laugh when people want me to hit the ball higher uh, around the green because I go, heights not the, is the last thing you want to be looking for. The higher you hit it, the harder you have to hit it, the more mistakes you'll make. Um, so if you can hit it lower, why wouldn't you hit it lower? Yeah. Right. You don't need it to be in the air to get a good result. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care that it's like, oh, look, it's Phil Mickelson. Just make par. Yeah. So get it going, get it rolling. And that's the thing. When you take less of a swing, if you chunk or thin a hybrid in general, because you're not swinging as hard, it goes the right distance. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one of the first things I teach beginners how to do is chip with a hybrid because it gives them something easy to hit. Rather than trying to hit a sand wedge. Yeah. That they, that they, every time they do, they try and lift it in the air. I go, we're not trying to get air. I tell people, like, uh, hitting it in the air is a, is a function of trying to shoot a certain score. So if you're trying to break 100, the ball never has to leave the ground. Right, it right. It doesn't. It has to get, right. like, bouncing, and that's it. Yeah. If you want to shoot 90, then you need a little more height. If you want to shoot 80, you need a little bit more height. Yeah. If you want to shoot 70, you need... And it's not that you need more height... More often, you just need the ability to have that right shot. to get over that tree or oh, one, land it just soft or, or whatever. Yeah, right. I hit one. I hit a flop shot every fifth round. That's how often I hit a flop shot. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because I don't need to. Why would I make golf hard? Yeah. Like that's what we do. We make golf hard because we're trying to look pretty. Yeah. And none of us look pretty. <laughs> Especially me. Is there a program you really want to focus on, Brian? Uh, I hope to get some more people in TPI because the gym's now open. Yeah. So now they can start doing work. I mean, you've seen the benefit of TPI yeah. and what it can do for your body. Yeah. So I'm hoping to kind of start a regime where, like, I do some TPI with people and we can do some stuff in the gym together and, and move them forward in an exercise process. The, the TPI, I mean, you're like, everybody that's winning is TPI. Yeah, yeah. Like, all these guys, everybody wins as, as a, T, a TPI guy. Yeah. I mean, people look at me strange i'm sure before each round i'm going to the driving range i'm doing my saws and i'm doing the things i put my elbows together behind my head but i couldn't lift my left arm there before i did tpi yeah why not you know you see the more i do it the more i experience i get with it the more i can pinpoint right away like oh you sit at a desk right and people are like what how'd you know that i said it's it's easy you can't move your hips they don't move yeah. And they go, really? And I'm like, yeah, we got to move those. Yeah. And the hard part is, is, again, can't move your hips, you can't swing. And then you're trying to do something your body won't do. And then you get angry. And then you go, well, I can't. And so, like, people that want to perform better need to get that. And even as we age, right, we need it more because, yeah. you know, we're doing less and less and less. So the more that we can get ourselves in shape and move the right way, the better they'll, people will see, right? Now, if somebody wants to start one of these programs, talk to you about anything, kind of get fit for the right program with you, mm-hmm. how would they get a hold of you? Be wise. So letter B, W-I-S-E at crownisle.ca. You can just email me. And I mean, my programs for September, October are kind of in the works, but they'll, they'll go on the member email as well uh, once they get all sorted out. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fall. I mean, it, it'll be neat because we don't you don't need the range to necessarily do TPI. So if the range is shut down, you can come in and do some workouts. Um, it'll actually force me to go to the gym 
Right. No, you should cut that. I don't want Bill to hear that. He'll be so upset. I always told Bill, I'll never go to the gym. I'm getting old. I'm getting old now. I'm seeing it like after camping, like for a week straight and getting out of like, it's not easy getting up. I know that everyone, there's going to be a lot of, you're not old, but I'm like, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's exercise. Hey, Brian. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Always good to chat. 35. Love it. 35 episodes. The Crowncast is available on crownisle.com and through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.